Welcome to Across the Park podcast, a football podcast on both Everton and Liverpool Football Club, produced by six mates, the three Reds, Gary, Phil and Terry, and the three Blues, myself, Millsy, Judgy and Craig. Each Monday, we release our latest show, where we discuss the ongoing matters with both teams, whether it be good or bad, opposing views, opinions, banter and debate. We are proud to be a family-friendly football podcast and you can find more about us on our website, www.acrosstheparkpodcast.co.uk. Don't forget to subscribe so you never miss a show on your preferred podcast listening app and make sure you give us a follow on our social media. Twitter is Across the Park PC, Instagram is Across the Park PC and Facebook search Across the Park. Thanks for listening and enjoy the show. Hello and welcome to Across the Park episode 43 post Champions League final. Myself, Millsy, Judgy, and Craig of the Blues. No idea why we're even here, but we've yeah. got Terry and Gary with us for the red side. Phil is still somewhere in deepest, darkest, southern Spain on his, on his cheap route there and back, so he's, he's not here. But before we do get into the Champions League final, we will be talking some Everton things at the end of the show. The social media section will be dedicated to some Everton questions and answers with ourselves. And we're also very proud to announce we've sold out our first across the park night with Neville Southall at the Windsor. So thank you all who bought tickets and we'll see you there for the great night. Anyway, enough. I know the Reds don't want to listen to me, Judge or Craig, just yet, so I'll hand it over to you guys. Terry, Phil... Champions of Europe. Teddy and Phil. Teddy, Teddy and Gary, Gary. sorry. <laughs> Champions. I don't want to be here. I'm, I'm seeing Phil. Your head's already I'm gone, hasn't Phil. it? Go on, Champions just, of Europe, kick us off. Just having to say Champions of Europe, your head's gone, are <laughs> I love it. Absolutely love it. I love it. Yeah, I'm, I'm not recovered. I haven't slept for two days. And it's art, but I wouldn't change it for the world. Absolutely incredible. What a night that was. What a night it was indeed. I mean, and... You know, like we like we said before, if anyone listened to the preview, it was it was a crucial one, weren't it? You know, that one for us to win it. It was like yeah. it, it was one of them. For so many different reasons. Yeah, it, as you say, yeah, for for so many different reasons. It wasn't just like you know we become close in the league and all that sort of stuff, and it just felt like this team needed vindicating with a trophy. And Especially with the two seasons we've just had, not not just this season. Last season was a travesty that we didn't come away with anything because of the football we were playing. And for it to happen again this year would have, as I say, would have been just criminal. Yeah, but uh, and I think we said, didn't we? You know, what what impact would that have on on the team, sort of thing? You know, if if we'd had that run in the league, you know, and you've lost one game and you've gone to the Champions League final, if we didn't win that as well, it's like what impact would that have? Whereas all the talk now is, is sort of you no, know, since since it, it it's obviously what impact could that have positive you yeah. know what I mean and where well, we go from here what are Liverpool going to do going yeah, forward yeah yeah so what, what I think it, I, I watched it back today once I got home and um, I think it was Ferdinand saying on it you know that he didn't think that we could attract that, that calibre of player that you know that the really top ones if we hadn't won it now he said it's frightening so sort of no who, doubt where yeah, we could go who they're going to be able to attract to the club yeah. I still don't think we'll we'll absolutely break the bank for, for anyone like that but you know, it is it is exciting now that we've got that we've got over that line with the big the big trophy. What's your definition of breaking the bank, though? Because you know what you spent on Van Dijk and Allison relatively to those positions is is as much as anyone's ever yeah. spent on on players like that, isn't it? I, I mean, think more more, more relative to how it's going now. Yeah, the way like the transfers, like your Neymars yeah, yeah, and stuff, yeah. Yeah. something like that. I, I mean, I couldn't what, see what, do you, like what that. do you feel like he's actually need? Because you, like you say, he's had a great season in the Premier League, points wise. And you've won the Champions League. So what actually do you need? Do you just need backup 
back up more. We need a few, few bits of back up, but it's gonna just, loads of that's gonna depend on who goes out and all that as well. But surely is it, but who's gonna go out? None of your big players are surely gonna want to leave at this. this well, point. yeah, but our squad's, our squad's not massive I think, anyway. Yeah, I think uh, sort of before we get to what comes next, I think it, you know we've, we've sort of got to go back a little so bit to, to you know. The final itself. I don't want to sort of get sidetracked yet. We we need to cover the final itself. I was happy to get sidetracked. done well. Yeah, the blues and the railroad was there. But um, Gary was asleep in the corner. He was going with it. But I mean, like the you know, the whole the whole weekend, everything about it. You know, like we we all went different ways, didn't we? That's it. Like we said on the preview, you know, I I had a horrendous coach journey, which at the time twenty six hours, which at the time I weren't really that overly bothered about. But now I've got back and I've got pigs trotters on me instead of feet. Yeah, I'm a bit bothered now. Like you weren't bothered on the way there. The pictures we got of you was just a bottle of beer in your hands every thirty minutes. That's what that's what it's about. The European champions now. Yeah, but it's always the coming home bit, isn't it? Like the. The great ideas, even mine. Like I was happy with my route. I didn't think it was that bad. And going there, it was it was sound. You know, like we weren't bothered that we were sat in Bucharest Airport at two two o'clock in the morning waiting for the flight at seven or whatever. Coming home, it was a bit of a drag. I'll be honest. Like we we sort of we had to fly out to Madrid. We had to hand our camper van that we had back at, at like seven in the morning, and then flew out of Madrid at ten. And then we got to Marrakesh Airport, and we were waiting there from from ten because they're two hours behind Madrid, or an hour behind Madrid. Sorry. We were waiting there from 10 in the morning and we weren't flying out till half two and honestly it felt like a lifetime. Must have got my passport stamped about four times. <laughs> we had to go out before we could come back in. Then even though we checked in online, you had to go and get a stamp anyway. It was like, what's the point in checking in online? And all kinds of chaos. The immigration people just didn't get it. They were like, why would you do that route? Because it's cheaper. <laughs> and they were like, what do you mean it's cheap? I was like, well, that's why we've done the route. And they were like, but you've flown from Madrid to Marrakesh and then back to Manchester. I was like, yeah, that's what we do. Like, that's <laughs> what you've got to do. They just didn't get it, so we were up the wall. But So it was a bit of a drag getting home, but you can just excuse all of it, yeah. can't you? Because it doesn't matter. Yeah, as well, Absolutely. and he's off for Phil, who's currently kayaking across the Mediterranean because he's that skint. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, what was he talking about that today, man? He kayaking. No, he's kayaking. He's kayaking home, I think. Yeah. He's a madman, him. But, um, <laughs> the three is the, the route the the just too, isn't he? Yeah, well, the go to Jesus too later because it's free in the first <laughs> session. It's free, yeah, because yeah, he knows that, doesn't he? That's the insides of our WhatsApp group, that isn't it? The revelations. Yeah. But no, the, the, the route of three is there. It's unbelievable. Fair play to us. Yeah, I mean, and then, you know, once we got into Madrid, it was, it, it was just, it, 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 you know, we sort of said it before in the preview, didn't we? No one wants to be too sort of cocksure about it, but everyone was saying it feels like we're the more experienced side. We were the favourites. It felt it was a different place than we've been in previous ones. It was ones, just like, like it was like just like a carnival atmosphere, wasn't it? And it w- it was, you know, it it was almost there wasn't that same degree of sort of nerves. I don't think for me anyway, personally, you know going what? into I that final. Say, I must say, if you, if you asked the lads I went with Pete when we were getting because we stayed over in Victoria on the on the Friday night, and I'll just I'll touch on that. It was absolutely brilliant. It was about Victoria. Very north of Spain, okay. so you, you cross the border just just above Bordeaux, I think it was, and then you're basically more or less in in Vittoria there. But um, yeah, there's about I think there's about fifteen hundred Reds all gathered in this in this square, bars everywhere. All the locals started getting involved with everyone singing and dancing. I, I just think I sent a couple of videos to the to the Reds group, like, and it was honestly it was proper boss. I was just very, very aware that I had to be up at half three in the morning to get back yeah. on a coach for five hours. So oh. I was trying to, I was trying to take it a bit easy on the ale. I think we were in bed quite handy, to be fair. But yeah, it was, it was absolutely brilliant. Was the video you sent on the ferry that one where it looked like everyone was just partying? Yeah, like some, <laughs> some. It wasn't a bar. It looked like it was the ferry though. 
Yeah, it was. The, was it, the, yeah. I sent one on the ferry as well. Yeah, yeah. yeah. Can't really remember much of that. Yeah. <laughs> but if I'm perfectly honest, look like many people can remember. I don't think Pete can either. Who you with? His eyeballs look like they were falling oh, out yeah. of his head. So we see we seen the videos in the daytime of, of the, the fan zone or the, the square, wherever it was, and it looked manic. Was was it like that to be? Was it manic? Yeah. Well, you know, well, I got into Madrid like relatively early. You know, like compared to some of the lads, because we went on the Thursday night and I was there like early Friday morning and. You could tell there was loads of reds there because they seemed to be everywhere, you mm. know, in the shirt. But what we didn't see was a load of Spurs fans, which I was thinking there can't be many who travelled, you know, which I was like, because you just didn't see them anywhere. Mm. It was just reds everywhere you went, honestly, like no word of a lie. Now, which we sort of probably expected, obviously, but um, but it was, just, it was, it was, it was a good atmosphere, you know, like in the build up on the Friday and stuff. And then I think as everyone started arriving on the Friday, like afternoon, evening, and into the Saturday morning that carnival sort of party atmosphere yeah. just started and everywhere you went, everyone was just grinning and, you know, bevying and everyone was sort of happy. But as I say, we, we didn't see many Spurs fans at all, if I'm honest I, about I it. I've seen a couple in, in our stay over in Vittoria. There was, there was three that was in our hotel and we seen a couple floating around. Not, I say not loads, but there was a couple. And then when we first got into Madrid, we sort of, our coach parked miles away, so we had a bit of a hike to get to get to where we were heading to. Mm. So we seen a few dotted around then as well, be, because we weren't in like where the main main part of the Liverpool fans were going. Once we got there, it was great. We, we found a supermarket that sold cooler bags. Oh, you had a. I'll be on right. So you're going to talk about the fan park now, aren't you? <laughs> so this was the Saturday, and I'm arranged to meet Gary and all that, and the lads who we knew there and all that. But when we got there, obviously it was dead hard to find people, weren't it? Oh, with phone solid, signals. Yeah. So, but when I finally found Gary, you want to hear about their setup, they had it proper boxed off. We, we were basically on, like, in the very middle of the fan park on a bit of a ramp that went up so you could see right over all the crowds. Yeah. You could see the stage in the distance. We weren't right up against the stage. We were a bit further back. You could see that perfect in the distance. And then we've been, as I say, we've been in the supermarket, bought four cooler bags, six bags of ice, and 48 cans of mau or mahu yeah. or whatever yeah. you call yeah. it. Threw them all in there, and they were just at our feet all day, just in there. That's amazing. No, but then when class. I when I bumped into him and oh, went over, sausage, Gary, you should put your feet in it. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> but when I went over, they had the cooler bags, and we were like proper sweating, like you know, we had our ale and that. We were stood in the shade. But when when I went over, and they had the cooler bags, they also had like a bucket or a bin or something that, that was, was me, full yeah, of ice with all me, kinds of other ale. That was my brothers. They, they they turned up and seen us with the bags, and then they'd been in the supermarket. Asked they asked the supermarket if they could borrow the bin which they gave them, that they'd retain. And he did take it back afterwards as well, before they went up the match, because they, they all had tickets for the match. When when they, um, before they went up the match, they took the bin back and gave Fair them Fair enough. It, yeah, which was sound like... But all it, you needed was tech chairs and you were on you know, proper party yeah. on the beach. <laughs> I know, but yeah, that's joke. it. So we, barbecues. We barbecues have been good there, actually. Well, sounds. barbecues, yeah. yeah. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> Didn't Jamie Webster do something there in the fan, in the fan park? Yeah, it was, like a, yeah. it was like another boss night that, that yeah. the Liverpool fans have. That, that was on, on the stage. It was class as well. It was it? class. I mean, it was just rams, weren't it? Yeah. Absolutely <laughs> rams. Did you see the videos of Tottenham's well. fan park? No. It was like in a marquee. Oh, Jim, me mate Jim, he, he, he said that. He said he walked through there from Park. Yeah, and he said it was it like a marquee and there was like, like a, tent, yeah. a few England flags and that with like THFC and, and they were singing and stuff, but it was like, it was like a barbecue. I, I, I seen yeah. the videos of yours and theirs and I thought pre-match, they've, they've won that already. The, the supporters, Liverpool supporters have won yeah, that. And I was looking at the Tottenham stuff like going, if that was Everton Liverpool or something, it, it, Tottenham are wasting it. Wasting yeah, it. Yeah. Yeah. Uh, to be honest, if it was Everton Liverpool, I don't think Madrid would have ever recovered from it. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. Yeah. 
But no, I mean, the fan park, it was booming, weren't it? It was a boss atmosphere. It was just, there was nothing at all that weren't good about it. Yeah. Everything was just quality. Everyone was in dead good mood. Everyone was singing and dancing. You could just see people who, you know, you knew knew each other and they'd bump into each other and then they'd just be like, oh, it's right, mate, and giving each other hugs and all that, having a drink with each other. It was just oh, it was absolutely There was no, no trouble class. over there at all? Or? I didn't see a single, no, single bit n- of it. Not no. certainly not on the fan part. I don't know whether, you know, there's a few bits and bobs around the ground. I think, you know, people trying to get in and stuff, but we didn't see anything. I didn't see anything anyway. I think Tottenham fans got us some trouble. They, they put videos up or some of their, their fan, tw- fan Twitter sites of like Spanish police chasing them on the Friday night and stuff. I think on the Friday I heard something about yeah. that, yeah, that they'd got for no reason whatsoever. They said they like were singing Tottenham songs in this, in this bar and all of a sudden they just got like gassed out by, by the police yeah mm. nothing like that happens where anywhere i was like no no what i found when when we've been away and stuff it tends to happen it doesn't tend to happen in the in the like the fan parks where there's all the fans the police tend to get frustrated by all these fans and then take it out on a small group where yeah. you think mm. we're not going to get done in by these so let's just pick on these get our own back if you like and, and move on and that's harsh isn't it because they put something for the pint then yeah well you probably found that the Tottenham fans were in smaller groups whereas the Liverpool fans like like us tend to congregate don't yeah, they and yeah. stay together and whatever yeah I mean I think uh, you know you couldn't not congregate with Liverpool fans no, whatever well, it was <laughs> literally everywhere but I mean, talking about the, the fan parks, I, I don't know whether it's maybe just a, an outcome of the fact that it's their first final because my understanding is that the fan park that was arranged there was delivered, that was arranged by the club or mm. in, con- in conjunction with the club. So I'm, I'm assuming Spurs was the same because UEFA had their own one in Plaza Mayor or whatever <coughs> it was called, weren't they? But like, they had like a big model of the, like the trophy and stuff and yeah. all the PlayStation and the sponsored stuff. Mm. And that was like a neutral UEFA sort of one. And then there was the two club ones. So I think the clubs have maybe, and obviously Liverpool got, you know, the one in Kiev and stuff that was happening yeah. in Shevchenko Park last year. And they've got a little bit more experience of it. So maybe it's just that, you know, that that that's what it is in the, the club. The cop on tour or something, wasn't it called? I've seen Tony Barrett tweet today and he thanked whoever done that. Yeah. So it was like amazing. Well, it, it, that's, I, I know there was definitely some sort of involvement in the club because I remember Peter Moore was tweeting about it yeah. saying, you know, they've been organising the fan park experience for the for the fans and things like that. So It's been in conjunction with some fan, fan groups or yeah, something. Yeah, possibly. So maybe just a bit, bit more clues <coughs> up about it. But the Spurs one certainly didn't, by all accounts, live up to, to our one. Our one was, it was booming. But, but I mean, you know, everyone was in, in boss spirits then going the game, weren't they? And I... I I got it. Obviously, I had a ticket, didn't mm. I? And then obviously, I, I gave it to me dad for his, his 60th birthday, which felt the right idea at the time. But then it stung a little bit, you know, <laughs> on, on the actual day. Um, but luckily enough, I you know came across another one, so I managed to get another one for face value as well, which I can't really grumble about. So yeah, face value to you, so some, uh, to me, is different, isn't it? Your face value is a lot higher than what mine would be. <laughs> Milk crying poverty, yeah. Loaded him on the slide. I thought Phil was in. <laughs> hey, Becca must be listening to this podcast. <laughs> you know what I mean? Um, no, but so I, I was made up like, and you know, got one on the day. I was proper over the, overjoyed then, like. But I mean, going the game itself, we got we got put on a bit of a bum steer us because we got we got on the on the tube station outside the fan park, and someone said to us, "You just go right to the end of the line." And loads of Reds were on it with us, and they weren't getting off. So we were like, oh, yeah, it's right. You know, just you must go all the way to the end. And we got off this this tube, and the walk down to the ground must have been the length of Scotty. It was <laughs> miles. I mean, we were just literally walking for miles. I was like, what's happening here? When's this going to end? And then speaking to one of the other lads who was staying with us, who, who, he made his own way there separately. And um, 
He said we come out of a tube station right on top of the, the ground. So there's one literally right next door. You just have to change two stops before the ground or something. <laughs> and we were like, oh, but our walk was grim, honestly. No messing. And we didn't find that out until afterwards. So we ended up having to walk that back as well. It was a proper killer. But, I mean, obviously loads were doing it and stuff. But once we got there and we started approaching the ground, it was... It, it, it looked good, you yeah. know, from the outside. It was proper boss. I watched it on telly, obviously, and, and BT Sports, I think it started at 6.30. Six, was it on? Six, was it? And the ground looked full, like, almost straight away. Yeah, well, at, at, you know, there was a load of, there was a lot of chat, and yeah. everyone was, was speaking about it, and Tony Barrett tweeted, I think we mentioned it on the podcast, on the on the Champions League preview, saying that... He'd made a bylaw, hadn't he, just for the day? If they think the ground's too full with people getting in with black tickets and all that caper, they're going to basically, they're, they're legally allowed to turn, refuse even legitimate tickets away, mm. if they think, you know, safety, yeah. you know, the ground's full. So when we were in the square, there was a lot of chat about that, like people saying, look, we've got to try and get there, Andy, you know, like you don't want to be turning up because they, they were opening the gates from six um, and obviously the game went, went on till nine. Hmm. Um, but I think everyone was like, let's start making our way up, you know, five, half, five. Could you get a pint in there and stuff? No. No. It was, it was al alcohol free. You can't drink in Champions League games. I'm sorry, I've seen a, a video of someone with oh, the, no, the no. pint. They were selling alcohol free. Oh, must have been that then. Ale, yeah, but yeah. alcohol free Heineken, I think it was. Um, he was in a seat with a stand and I thought, no, do you know no. what? You talk, you talk there, no ale. We, obviously, I didn't get a ticket for the match. I, I had money in my pocket to try and buy one if I was there. I'll be honest. I don't know how you ended up with a ticket because I didn't even see anyone selling any. They were, they were that much like... It's got to be a bit crafty, like gold dust. <laughs> <laughs> but um, I'm, not, I'm not saying how much I had in my pocket for the ticket, though, because my missus might be listening to this. <laughs> <laughs> but um, gosh, yeah, not so on your pocket now. <laughs> not, yeah, not on now, yeah. But uh, yeah, so we, we were just trying to scope out something somewhere to watch it because as, as we know, there wasn't any big screens or nothing on in the fan park and that. And yeah, I, I was really disappointed with that, to be honest. Yeah. I, I think I it's thought, just a I thought decision. they were going to pop up at, like later on when, once it started yeah. emptying a bit, but obviously in, it never in, in my mind, it was like, oh, I can understand them saying that because they sort of want to discourage people from travelling without tickets, yeah. you know, give them less of a headache to police it and all that. But I thought on the day, there'll be, there'll be big screens mm. put up and stuff, but... They're actually genuinely yeah. went after six well, o'clock. Considering that scenario, I couldn't uh, I couldn't have asked for a better spec. I got a text off one of the lads, said um, we found this hotel like they're gonna screen it. They've got like they, they had the Barcelona game on well, as they got there. So I just edited that hotel, I did on my on my on my Google Maps. I think it was called the Nova Hotel or something like that. Seen Jed Azule outside as well, got a photo with him. And um, not the Nova Tell. Possibly. Novatel, yeah, that was that's round the corner from the square, was it? Yeah, yeah. Yeah, that's the Novatel, yeah. 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 We walked we walked about five minutes if that. And uh, as we walked in, there was a big group just getting up to start heading towards the match, right at the front of all the row of chairs on couches. We walked in, sat on a big <laughs> couch with a massive screen in front of us. Are you thinking back, you probably thought I should have had an hour then. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> just lay down, yeah. Probably. But uh, yeah, couldn't have asked for a better spec considering what the, the way the, the way it was. I Did think you ask Carl yeah. Gerard to come on the show? Business card? Yeah, no. Didn't even <laughs> nice make me mad, to be fair. <laughs> Couldn't speak at that point. Yeah. <laughs> I don't think I spoke to him. I think I just <laughs> went... <laughs> so, look, we've, we've got the image here. You're in the hotel for all the pool fans watching the game. Terry, you're in the, in the, in the, in the, in the stands. 30 seconds in. Penalty. But you couldn't believe your luck. Well, let's uh, let's reflect on what Everton fans would have been in thinking fact, before at that, that point. Yeah. <laughs> Where were you watching it? Because you were definitely watching I knew you should have won that. Well, it must have been all four thirty-eight. I wish you told me to put a bet I was on. in the, I was in the, I was in Epsom the races that day because I thought <coughs> anything to get out of this city on Saturday. So I went to the Epsom Derby, and I'm looking at the the race cards for the the big race, which is the obviously the Epsom Derby itself at four thirty, and Anthony Van Dyke was on there, 
And my uncle's going, oh, he, he looks good. I said, there's no way. I said, I know that horse is going to win, but I, ca- I just can't, can't do it. I can't bring myself <laughs> to do it. And it romps home. 4.30, Antti Van Dijk. We got we got in our Everton WhatsApp group, we got the funniest voice note of oh Tucci yeah. telling us about that. He just sounded so angry. <laughs> and it went from anger to deflation. <laughs> and it was like, you know, they're gonna win it. It's in the it's in the stars, they're gonna that, win it. Accept- but I hope they don't. I hope they don't. That's acceptance, <laughs> isn't it? Like seven stages of grief. <laughs> no, the acceptance come when I was sitting on the couch after two minutes yeah. and seeing uh, yeah. Salah yeah. nestling in it. <laughs> I was doing I was doing a VAR sign to me telly. <laughs> <laughs> it went to VAR. Yeah, VAR the VAR. Yeah, another <laughs> second opinion. But um, yeah, but more. I don't, yeah, I don't know why. I don't know why I get surprised by it. Honestly, I'll be honest. Uh, I mean, so it was a penalty. The game, the game, the game kicks off. I mean, firstly, was there any surprise in the team selection for you guys? No. no. It was I think on the part of Tottenham, I thought. I thought of starting Harry Kane, Harry Kane. was a big... Desperation. It's a one-off game. It's always going to be... It's easy in hindsight. Of course it is, yeah. If he's your best forward, which he is, if he's fit, you're playing. It's like us with Firmino. He's, he's yeah, better yeah. than Origi if he's fit, he plays. And, and it turns out Firmino didn't really look fit, did he? No, I mean, yeah, I think he, he didn't. Um, but we, if, you, if you think back to the Champions League preview, we said that you'll know straight away within 20 minutes, half an yeah. hour, whether he's fit enough. And we just hoped that if he did start him and it wasn't working out for him, he'd get him off at half-time or Andy and not wait till the 65 yeah. minutes like he normally does. And he did. He did, yeah. You know what I mean? So, can't really grumble at that. I, we also said we'd be happier to see Harry Kane playing, didn't we? I think yeah. we all agreed on that, all five yeah. of us who were on the, on the preview. Um and that's what transpired. And and he started Harry Winks as well, um, which he was good. Winks, to be fair, yeah, he yeah, was. I, he I was I'm a good player. That, I mean, I, I don't, want to, don't want to tell too far into the game, but I was actually so so surprised he took him off because he was he was. Winks but was he, but he's been injured as well, hasn't he? And he's yeah. only just came back, so he's he's still maybe Pochettino not fully fit. Said, he said Kane and Winks weren't fit for ninety minutes, but he had to leave Kane on. But the plan, what they, they couldn't do, 90 minutes to win fit. Well, the only reason he kept Kane on, let's be honest, was just in case it went to extra time and pens. You just need him on there, yeah. don't you? Because he's, he's going he's gonna to bag didn't, it. I didn't think the, the game was going that much against Tottenham <coughs> to take Winks off. He seemed to be controlling the midfield because Wijnaldum yeah, never had his, be- was no, had his best yeah, game. He didn't get near Winks. You know? No, and I mean, we, we, I suppose we'll get to that. I think one thing that you obviously won't appreciate because you're watching it on the telly mm. um, was... It was stiflingly hot, like really, oh, really. He was saying that on, on the commentary. Yeah. They kept saying it. Yeah. On one of the signs outside, that's all he said. In the fan park, it was thirty-seven degrees at one point, and that was that wasn't even like one, two o'clock. That was starting to head towards the games, like four, yeah. five o'clock. But it, you know, it's that that sort of heat where it's like dead muggy as well, and you, oh, you just feel the, like you. The commentator must have said it about. Well, he said it often enough to apologise for, for carrying on carrying saying on. it. Yeah. It was, though. So, I mean, you know, and I, I think you can see that in, in the performance of both teams. You know, it, it wasn't the sort of really crisp, no polished was performance. There. No, and you could tell both sets of players, and particularly the ones who were coming back from injury, they're going to struggle in them conditions. You know, like, after a big, long layoff, and then you're coming back and you're playing in that sort of heat. I you know, I was, I was sweating watching it, never mind, like, sort of playing in it. So... I think that's got a, that's a factor that's probably played into the fact that he took winks off and stuff like mm. that, and maybe Firmino and Kane not really sort of. Well, Firmino and Kane in, in La Marca, their, their Spanish paper, they got didn't get rated. Yeah, they said it didn't impact the game at all. We can't rate them. Yeah, well, I, I think it's probably fair. <laughs> Pretty I didn't. Damn that, yeah. I don't know. But I mean, obviously, 
it kicks off and do you know what that that 20 seconds leading to the goal I think it was after 22 seconds we got the penalty there was like three battles there that were the first battles of the game to be won and we won all of them which eventually led to Marnie being in the box to to then win the penalty, the penalty yeah. and the first one I think was, was Van Dijk came in with Kane as well who was obviously one of their most dangerous players and to win that one I think it just sets well I thought at the time that was just going to set the tone for the game where we're up for this year mm. and then to obviously to get the penalty after after that that long is just it's a dream start isn't it yeah well I mean let's talk about the penalty because obviously there's been loads of sort of you know conjecture and chat about it afterwards and stuff and I obviously I I wasn't watching on the telly so I don't know what all the chat was of the you know the refs and things <coughs> who who they have in the studios and all that capable where I was behind the goal obviously it's difficult to, to see what happens, yeah. you know what I mean? It, it, it hits him and the way his body is, it it was like, it must be an handball because obviously they've gave yeah, a yeah. pen. Since I've seen it back now, I don't think there's a lot to argue about, personally, but loads of people who I've spoken to have said uh, they don't what think I'd, it's What I'd say is, you've got Rio Ferdinand there in the studio who's, yeah. he's not a Liverpool fan by any means and, obviously, well, Michael Owen's obviously going to say it's a pen for us Glenn Oddle was the only one in the studio saying he didn't mm. think it was a pen. But apparently, he was very sort of vociferous about my, it, wasn't he? Sort my of. opinion on it, and, and regardless, I honestly didn't hear the analysis. That God's honest truth is, isn't. Just looking back at it, I think they're applying next season's rules with that because of the fact that they said next year, handball is handball under any circumstance. If it's outside the, the sort of normal yeah, body. Yeah. Well, no, 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 handball is handball, no matter what. They're getting away with that body position thing. It's handball is handball. Now, for me, this season's rules are if it's an unnatural position, having your hand alongside you is not an unnatural but his, position. But his hand wasn't alongside no, him. Well, he was pointing back at the goal. Like he, he was pointing at one of their players, like that's where his arm well, was actually higher than his shoulder. Yeah, sorry. So, because his arm's higher than his shoulder, apparently, when they issued this guidance and he said it will be written into the rules from June the 1st, but it won't apply to the Champions League final. Mm. But they issued the guidance ahead of this season's Champions League, so the adjustment can be made, and it's the same reason that the PSG, PSG got, um, sorry, Man U, you know the yeah, Man U yeah. PSG game. The same reason it was given in that was was because of this, because although they're saying handball is handball, there is still some mitigation if if there's like a distance, you know, okay. too close to the players for them to be able to do anything about yeah. it, sort of thing. But even though it isn't written in the rules, the referees have been told in the Champions League, UEFA competitions, and it doesn't get applied in the Prem. But in UEFA competitions, if the if the hand's in an unnatural position, it's something about the silhouette of the body or something like that. Yeah, yeah, I've heard that. Yeah. Then it will be given even if it was ball to hand or like you come mm. off a body part first or whatever. If 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 your hand stops the flight of that ball, you know what I mean. It's, it stopped it dead. Well, exactly, and so I think his arm and and the one thing that the referee, the head referee for UEFA, head of referee or whatever, said I can't remember his name. Now I was looking at it this morning actually. He he said. In any situation where the arm is above the shoulder, we'll give it as a handball. Now, Sissoko's hits him in his armpit while his arm's above his shoulder because he's pointing, I think, for their fullback to watch the runner yeah, or something along those lines. But after it hits him in the armpit, he then moves his arm down which and which it, hits makes it, it hits his arm again. Yeah, well, that's what I mean. Yeah, he kind of flaps down because I, I think that's I think what they give the it panic. For. Yeah, it's the panic of him realizing what, what was it. I want to get it out the way, but yeah. then it hits it again, so it's like yeah. so. It, it, it is a bit of it's a bit of an awkward one, but under the guidance, you know, you know what though. All, all I would say, and and, and you always do think about it this way. <coughs> if that happens to you, you'd just be thinking it's so harsh. <laughs> you know, I, in, the, I, in thirty yeah. seconds into a a final, and a player kind of is pointing at something, and it, it just seems like the most unlucky. 
but scenario ever. So Manny kicked it as well. I think he knew. Yeah, he kicked it that, out. That's, that's what I was going to get to. That's the one that people were going to say, but people were talking about this real, weren't they? Saying that the, the really talented, skillful players will start going, yeah. I'll just, I'll just, I'll just, I'll just do it as And that, yeah. that's, that the intent thing is the really interesting bit because if you look at the runners, Henderson's arriving into the box, I think, and Salah's at sort of the back part of the area. Now, he plays the ball sort of on the edge of the area. It's it a bit of a weird cross, no doesn't it? Yeah. Like, yeah. It's yeah. sort of toe-poking it, isn't it? Even, like, even the flight of it. Yeah, flight of it's not something you want to be on the end of. It's sort of like the type of kick that you hit at someone when you're trying to win a corner. Yeah, exactly, exactly. So it's a... Is that intent there? And as he made that happen, and I don't think we'll ever know. But and I'm not going to complain about it. So I'm not really that bothered. But <laughs> well, listen, you know what? I thought what it was a hundred percent a penalty. To be well, honest, well, what I will say, I, I, I'm not sure I necessarily agree. But what I will say is that you were on the end of similar gamesmanship last year. Yeah. At the hands of Real Madrid, yeah. where Real Madrid was doing certain things in the game, you know, whether it's Ramos on Salah or whether it's different things that were going on, where they were wasting time, whatever where it was kind of, we've been here before, we know how to play this game. It's not going to be a game that's won on skill, or albeit the Gareth Bale thing would suggest otherwise, but there's little things in the game that kind of you know, affect your performance, aren't they? And, and yeah, end yeah. up tilting the game in, in one side's favour. And I don't think Tottenham personally, and I don't think anyone, any individual player or either side really stuck out at being, oh, they were miles better. It was just one of them things where the more experienced, like savvy side kind of got over the line. Yeah, that's what, that's what I was going to get to because I've, I've, I have seen loads of, of they were the better side this, they were the better that. But for me, they were the better side in control and possession of the ball. We were, we absolutely dominated the positions of the of the, of the pitch, what you Key needed areas. to be in. Key yeah. areas. We, we didn't let them create any real danger. They didn't have a shot on targets at the 78th minute. And then they had a couple in a little yeah. spell, and then Origi scored. So it was like, the th- and and I think that's the key point, isn't it? It's like we we did go into that final as favourites, and you you think you know experience does count for a little bit in the finals. I think you could see it though, because I was just going to say, I think that that it, if any finals ever shown that it was this one. Yeah, because it it just looked like it. Although we weren't great, and I thought we were giving possession away cheaply, and our final ball was really poor. You know, and we'll get to a couple of individual performances, but. When it when when they were on the attack, it was like, but we just done enough to just snuff it, you know. And it was like we're not desperate to burst away. And maybe that was the penalty, you know, sort of thing as well. When you when you go up so yeah, ahead I so early that, in the final, I said that does it kill the final? Not only that, it's possibly confidence that you know that you can keep a clean sheet against against the side like Tottenham. Don't get me wrong, on the night it was risky. It felt risky. Oh, without a doubt, yeah, of course it did because they've got that many quality players who can. Create something who can score from. Do you know what? Watching it as a neutral, though, as well. He, well he gets it, I wasn't a neutral. You was a neutral, you was a neutral <laughs> Well, you know <laughs> what I mean. Someone who, who's not like. You, you were know. not watching that as a neutral. The, the 70. <laughs> I don't care what you say. Well, yeah, okay. That <laughs> point <laughs> in the <laughs> game. That five gins in. Gins is a presence as well, isn't it? Well, yeah. <laughs> say. That point yeah. in the game that you spoke about before the 78th minute or something, that was the only time, I think, for four or five minutes where I thought, hold on. You might actually get something out of this, but you know what? I was just going to say, and this is probably from the Evertonian side of things, there's no way I was neutral by the way, (laughs) but watching it, it looked like a proper Everton performance. You know, Tottenham and Everton performance in a big game where they played okay in patches, but just never looked like they were going to ever have that real cutting edge and they were going to go on and do anything. Do you know what they looked like to me, Tottenham, when he went forward? And there was a spell where even your goal kicks, they were winning it back and they were going forwards again. They looked looked terrified of the counter attack, they were going forward, looking back. Thinking yeah, like we can't lose it, yeah. And, and that's and the beauty of having the players we've got. 
there was a yeah, I, I, I'm sorry, and I think that that's what I was getting at with the pen. The goal being so early, it's like we were a little bit caught between a stick or a twist, like because you know the temptation is to sort of sit, isn't it, and just nail them on the counter if they come out. Yeah. But they were scared to come out, yeah, and then well, we sorry, were scared to sort of make the play because we were like, well, we're winning. So that's why? what I was going to say before. I said to the lads at Army where we were watching it that might have come a bit early for us. That because. Like I said, leading up to the goal, we won them them little individual <laughs> battles where Van Dyke gets up and I think there's another little 50-50, Wijnaldum might have won, and then Mane gets in and runs past a couple of players. And that that to <coughs> me, if we that's how we're playing the game. If we don't score that early goal, we're playing the game like that. We're going to try and make sure yeah. we're on the front foot. We're winning the, the battles, and you're winning your your individual battle because we got the got the one nil up. I felt like that was a bit of a right. Let's just. Yeah, We've been told it, it's been a tactic that let's get up early it's, it's and then sort of sit on it. It's funny that it's like you've gone in there thinking let's just do this for the first twenty and when that's gone out the window when you're adding your thoughts. Oh, what do, yeah. what do we do? Yeah. And yeah. you could see though the way that we were we were walking to corners and taking our time on throw-ins yeah. and like you know re- there was a bit of gamesmanship coming in from us which I think we need and I'm Absolutely, glad that we yeah. were doing it because we don't do it enough. We keep winning the financial uh, the financial the FIFA Fair Play Awards or Premier League Fair Play. Did you see Klopp asking a question like, of the ball boy? It was going out and he was throwing it back to Tottenham's head quick, like the second ball, and he was like, you just give these the instructions yeah, to do that, yeah. this is meant to be a neutral. And um, and you could definitely see that like our team was trying to manage that a little bit, but since then I've heard a couple of things that some of like the, the medical staff and the fitness team and stuff were saying, a load of them Liverpool players were dead on the feet, energy level-wise, yeah. like they were really tired. Klopp said it afterwards, didn't he? Yeah, yeah. He said, have you ever seen a performance from, from players who have got no energy left whatsoever? Yeah, and, and you know, so... It was probably a blessing in disguise, if we're honest about it, that in that heat with, um, with players in that condition, you know, they were shattered. It was probably a blessing that we got that early goal. So when you're, when you're not in disguise, mate. <laughs> when you're there in the, in the ground, in the stands, and you just go one nil up, was there an expectancy to go and get a second straight away? Did you just think go um, and kill it all? No. I, I actually wanted us, I, th- I thought so. I, I, I don't really like it when you score that early, if I'm honest. It feels a bit mm. weird because I think it, it's almost that early that the other team can just be like... You know, we've got loads of time to get that back sort of thing and it not hurt them as much. Now, maybe different in a final against the likes of us who we don't concede a lot of goals, but I want after we did score, I wanted us to sort of just take this thing, like make sure we we don't get or take the fire out of any instant reply from them. Mm-hmm. You know what I mean? Just be a bit controlled. Don't want us to concede straight away and sort of like blow it, you know what I mean? So I was quite content to see us sort of take a 10, 15 minute spell to see how they'd react. And I thought they would try and react straight away, but they didn't. And that's a, that's where I think then it starts to become a, what do we do here? Do well, we do you know what's funny? O- on the telly, Steve McManaman was the commentator, and he said when you scored, I think you won the ball back quite quite quickly from the kickoff, and he said Tottenham have got to be careful here. And he, he, even he said like no, it's on Tottenham I, to stay in the game, not Liverpool. I, I I I at that point I thought let's see what their reaction is because we can nail these on the counter if they really open up and mm-hmm. look to get back early. It might have been that's what he's referring to though. Yeah. If we've won it back, well I yeah, the possibly, pitch or something, yeah, or yeah. they've committed and we've won it back. It might did you not? Like did that. you not score really early in that away game? What away uh, game? The, fir- the early in the season at Wembley when you played Tottenham. Did you not score really early in that game? Uh, well, it wasn't as early as that. Like, no, obviously it, it not. Was relatively I think it was early, like, yeah. Within did, the first yeah. 10 minutes, I think. And I mean, there's no way that, obviously, in the build up to that <coughs> game, they hadn't watched the two meetings and, and went, look, these are the things that we need to be wary of. Because it was very different, wasn't it? Because he's obviously scored late in the goal at game at Anfield and he scores early in the game at Wembley. So they've got two fairly good comparisons. And I think Pochettino being the, uh, like anyone is at that level, having that attention to detail, I think it would be the case of going. Look, if they do score early, 
This is what they'll do. Yeah, we, they're not going to go mad. They're not going to go and go, go. What we made the mistake they made last time, because I remember you was open loads of times, didn't yeah, you? Yeah, we just caught After through, that early yeah. game at Wembley, and you should have been like four or five nil up. But I think it was because of the fact they just went go and go after it. I think, to be fair to Pochettino, he's probably said, look, if they do score early, we've just got to stick to it and, and not give too much mm. away and stay in the game as long as we can and just hope that, you know, like we did against Ajax, that, that we've got a bit of a second wind in there. That's yeah. what's happened because they grew into it more, didn't they? The game mm. pr- progressed and they grew into it. Yeah, but they, they got a lot of possession and, you know, they, they, but... As I say, they they just may and maybe that was the instruction. It would make sense because they did get punished when we played them away. They had the fullbacks well too high and stuff. Trippier yeah. was just going missing and things really in that in that away game at Wembley. And missing as well at the weekend. Well, it's terrible. terrible. I don't rate him anyway. To be honest, though, isn't he? Yeah. Hoddle was saying him. that in the studio. He was like, "That's Trippier a danger for us because he's so out of form." Mm. Trippy said that himself. Yeah. What one of the main scares for me during the game was the the one where Son nearly gets through. Yeah. And then you just seen the absolute oh, ridiculous acceleration yeah. of Van Dijk. It was quite funny, to be honest. Even I laughed at it. I was like, I thought he was in. And then it was just so easy for Van Dijk That's just it. to go, no, mate. He looked like that, didn't he, Van Dijk? <laughs> 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 in, in the last furlong. Someone put on our, our Twitter, it was like a year six, playing against a year four. Yeah, yeah, yeah. I like you get a little bit, mate, but then yeah, you're not going all that way. No, and touching on a couple of individual performances, obviously Van Dijk got man of the match, you know, like on the official man of the match anyway, in the grounds and stuff. But um, I mean, for me, and I think for most people I spoke to afterwards, weirdly, because obviously there wasn't a lot of chances created except for that little five, ten minute spell that, that Spurs had at the end, Allison. I thought he was absolutely class when he needed to I go. I got some nice voice notes on Saturday night. I love Gary, yeah. <laughs> <laughs> Do you know That's what, with, with Allison, I like. Klopp says it quite a few times, hasn't he? Like that, he just makes every save look so yeah. easy. He's not right position. He's fussy, isn't he? Yeah. And I, I, I mean, I have watched this a few times this season, but that was the first time I proper noticed it. Mm. He does make. I mean, there was one where there was there was two chances. One stays after each other. Yeah, other. quick succession. Yeah, yeah. and Lucas Morris. He never even like broke a stride, like reaching for sort it. Sort of falling on the minute. Yeah, and it, it just even the ones where even like the Delhi Alley Ali header. That's hard to say. Um, over the bar, I think if even that's on target, he's getting there. You see yeah. him coming across, and he's, yeah. he's he's under it before it's over the bar. Well, his footwork's very good, isn't it? Yeah, and he, he makes a lot of saves with his feet, but generally that's because he's in the right places yeah. to get yeah. on the end of it. And I think that's what Klopp said when he talked about him, wasn't it? Is he's always he might not be fo- like flashy and stuff with these full stretch sort of, but his body's always behind the ball. He's always in the right sort of spot, you know, where it's like hitting him and and stuff like that. And what I what I like about him is when when shots are coming in at him, he's not. He doesn't push them back into dangerous areas. He's really good at sort of yeah. pushing them away or yeah. around. And there was one, wasn't there? Who was who had the shot? Was it Ericsson? Ericsson off the free kick, yeah. didn't he? I don't mean one? that. And there was another one. There was though, an open play one. It was Ericsson again from their right hand side. Oh, when across sh- from the other did way. Sonete. Sonete Sonete from yeah, distance. Oh, was yeah, yeah. was him. Yeah. yeah. And yeah, he pushed it right them away. Pushed it right out. It was like came out the penalty area to the right hand side. The free kick as well. He done that. He pushed it out. He could have easily just put his gloves onto that and punched it back into play. But he was tactically. Got his yeah, fingers that's on what it. I mean, he's just really sort of away, you know. Like, and I, I, I thought he, he was my man of the match. Um, that free it, kick, oh, sorry, that free kick. He had the aura. He was standing there, and he just looked massive. This no, is going. Yeah, he looked like not confident. He looked cocky. He was just like, "Go on, shoot." Mm. He just had that standing there, like, and "Go ahead, shoot." It was weird when it was the commentators were like. Ed- Pointing them, pointing yeah. Ericsson, where to where to hit it. <laughs> and he, and he, yeah, man, I was shouting. Yeah, I mean, with that, it, it seemed to take ages for him to take that free kick. And obviously, we were a bit. You know, what minute was that? That must have been about the 80th 80, 80, minute or something. Yeah. Or something. Yeah. 
And that was the way these had a couple of little chances and stuff, and we were like, oh, well, they're going to nick it. It's they're like going to get it was like it's coming. It to extra time, yeah. And that free kick took ages, and I remember just standing there in the stands, just like, oh, come on, just get this over with. Like, mm. just yeah. killing <laughs> me now. It was it's almost like, like waiting for a pen to be taken. It was one of them, one of where it was like, it, you felt like if this is the last chance, this, if, the, if, the, if we keep yeah, this if out, we keep this we're out, right. we'd probably be yeah. okay. And then obviously, you know what I mean? He, just he makes the it. save, and then not long, it's not. It's only a couple of minutes more till Origi puts the gloss on it, really. Was um, it Alisson who done that ball to Salah? Yeah. That won yeah, the corner? Pinned, yeah. 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 I mean, and unreal past that. It was, and but some of his other distribution, I didn't think it was great. And no, there was a couple that just got banged out, you yeah. know, straight out. Of it. it was like watching Pickford at Anfield, you know, when he kept kicking <laughs> them out. Look, Willie, yeah, you don't need to do any more. So was Willie, yeah, listening. But, um, <laughs> but no, some of his distribution was was a bit a bit ropey in the first half. I was like, oh, but that one, you know, where he where he drills it out, and I think at first everyone thought he's over overdone it, but then it just landed in, in mm. you know, and, and as you say, Salah won the corner, but. But no, I mean, he, he was my man of the match. There was a couple of others. Obviously, Van Dijk was, was quality, man. Matip was brilliant. Matip was brilliant, yeah. Um, but the one that I don't think anyone really agreed with me, but I thought he had a really good game. I thought Robertson kept snuffing out danger. He weren't good yeah, going forward. He, he showed his, his defensive qualities in that game yeah. as opposed to we're used to him just being up the pitch, even though he put a few wonderful balls in as well. Yeah, but he just he wasn't as attacking, but he, as I say, just right place, right time, just yeah. snuffing out little things. I think he was one of those stuff. players that Klopp was referring to as being proper saps because he, he's put a lot into the season Possibly. and he's a oh, player yeah. who runs a lot and in that type of heat it would be you can imagine if you, if you do that type of running it's going to hit you hard isn't yeah, it it's yeah. a cramp and, and stuff like that yeah so possibly he'll probably possibly. take the weather when he meets up with Scotland tomorrow yeah. <laughs> <laughs> I, I thought Arnold showed early promise in the game I thought going forwards and he, he did seem like a local lad for, for a big occasion but then I thought he looked sapped if, I, if I'm yeah. completely honest but well, he didn't look sapped when he was celebrating he no was he didn't, didn't. Was he was <laughs> <a bit laughs> of an second win there but um no, I, I, I thought Trent, he had, he had a, a good game, you know what I mean? He, he was he was sort of winning and intercepting things and, and stuff, which, you know... Defensively, again, I, th- I think that's the that's the main main thing with them too because they are obviously always applauded for the going forward st- uh, part of the game. But defensively, they were both, both a lot more... You could see it a lot more yeah, than yeah, you normally yeah, are. Yeah, yeah. I thought Trent's passing was off. Yeah, he, it was, he needed it was, to, it was like he needed to... He needed to just chill out a little bit. I thought Arnold's shoulder a bit vulnerability at the back as well no I, not, I, not I, I don't I, I, I think I, against the better side I mean and that's taken not and we all know Tottenham are a, a decent side but I think against the better side and a better occasion he'd have been found out in but, that game but he's been against better players and better in bigger in big occasions or maybe not right a, a final as such but I, I, I don't think he was vulnerable defensively I think he can look a little bit sort of slow off the mark I think when he gets squared up sometimes but I don't, I, th- I think he was he was he was reading the game all right. He was intercepting things. See, I I'd have argued the fact that sometimes I thought he was jumping up for things he didn't need to jump up for. He may- mm. maybe should have just yeah, rolled I, it I out. Yeah, I think like Gary was getting to there. I think he was a little bit desperate to make an impact that, on the game, possibly. Yeah. You know, like that's some of his yeah. passing and, and yeah. maybe some of his decision making when he was maybe defending where really. And look, he's a kid, isn't he? God, yeah, he's, he's, he's a red. He's a he's a he's a Liverpool supporter. He was a kid in his second final. European yeah, Cup final. I'm not going to give us before, yeah. but yeah, yeah. no, it's. I'm not going to like criticise him for being like for being wanting eager. to do his best. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. yeah, yeah. And I mean, there was one one or two others, but you know, just sort of like before we round we round it off. But I mean, I thought Marnie showed some real intelligence in the way that he was sort of 
running the clock down a little bit and yeah. just running and was, away from like, danger. And yeah, and he was going a long way round to get to yeah. where he wanted to go instead of the direct route. And it, yeah. it was like you know there was a couple of moments where they had a lot of ball and then it came to him and others were just giving it away cheap. And he thought, I've got hold of this now. I'm not going to give it back to Spurs. And he sort of ran right away across the pitch. I think it was Ericsson who just legged and left for pace. Yeah. Oh yeah, and he, he just done a little step over. And yeah, cut inside. And it, that it, was when Milner nearly scored. Yeah, just some real, real good sort of in-game intelligence. You know that yeah. and. and I don't mean this in, in, in like, you know, as a criticism, but in some games, sometimes he doesn't show that. You know, his first mm. touch is mad and he just does mad things and you think, yeah. well, that's part of his charm. But in that one, it was, he did. You know, there was, there was moments where I thought he just, like he had a real then. control. <laughs> <laughs> that's where his, his fortunes changed. He's, he, he's gone up, he's definitely gone up a level this season. Yeah, hasn't he? Yeah. And, yeah. and I know, I know Phil, Phil's one who says it a lot, that he's, he's a player who, who, benefits or seems to like embrace being the main man yeah and even though obviously Salah I suppose whose status is the main man on the pitch at that time the fact that Firmino exactly he didn't have a great night Firmino obviously was taken off he probably felt as though listen this is on me this is I'm I'm the main you know attacking talismanic player on the pitch until Divock come on just yeah. <laughs> stole the limelight. Yeah. <laughs> Marnie and Salah were having a, a little bicker uh, during the game in the first half, weren't they? Over Salah's decision making and shooting. And oh, yeah, Salah could have squared it to Marnie, couldn't he? Times, and he was fu- furious. Yeah, I oh, didn't I notice. Look at me, looking at. We've, we've gone well past it, like, but I, I don't know if it's worth mentioning. It wasn't a great pen, was it? No, well, it was I just a great pen. He just, down, he just, he just yeah. drilled it, but, yeah. you know. For a player of his, as well, you know, I was fuming on the race. I'll be honest though. Are you saved? I know. I know. What's the dive? I mean, he does this at hard. What's the dive? You like? How's he not got hands on that? Yeah, I think the thing with Salah. I mean, he's he's obviously scored big pens and things. But he, I don't know whether his records. I don't think it's as good as it on pens. So. He's probably just thought I'm getting, I'm me, I'm getting me head over this ball. Do you not think? Do you not think as soon as that the rest points at the spot, Klopp thought, "Why the hell have I not played Milner?" Yeah, <laughs> probably. Yeah, because loads of people. It was, it was. I bought the racing post on Saturday morning because I was going the races, and it was all like tip, like the um, the tipsters were tipping, you know, on the footy, and they were saying um, every one of them said Milner first goal, Milner first goal because of pens, because yeah. of pens, yeah. and obviously if you if you'd have got that pen, I think. Half, half of pitch. the fans of the kickback with a cigar in the mouth going, go ahead, no, just, <laughs> yeah. just, just slot that. But yeah. when I seen Sally, he, he looked a bit nervous and obviously he's went the like... Seem like long as well. Listen, he, he did score, but... Uh, well, he had to wait what. a long time, didn't he, as well? You know, because of the, cause the, the yeah, VAR yeah, check yeah, and Ericsson yeah. complaining to the ref and all that sort of stuff, so... And it is a big pressure situation, isn't it? In the final, when Especially the final he was in last year went so of, wrong for him. Yeah, there was a lot of like sort of media coverage about yeah, that, wasn't yeah. it? Because he's been open about it. That's the competition he's wanted to win since he was a kid and all that. Yeah, it is one then, and it's, it might be the best time to talk about it now because we're almost coming towards the end of the game. He's <clears> been someone who heavily, heavily linked with other clubs now. Will it, will there be a little bit of him thinking, "My job's done here"? I I don't think so. I no. don't think so either. I, I mean. It, I, 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 I could see where you're coming from, and I did see. I think it was it was a black mock-up of because it had Man United involved in it. It had Bayern Munich, Real Madrid, and Man United all circling 180 million for Salah. Mm. And if, then it, it wouldn't be United. I, I don't think there's any question on that one. But I mean, why? From, to my mind, Real are in the midst of a big rebuilding job. We talked about this on the Champions League preview, yeah. didn't we? Mm. And on the view from the red side, I think I, I said it on on my answer to the view from the red side. And it, it's sort of like where we'll probably get to just to finish off this section on the on the on the final, of where we could go from here. And winning this, I think, you know, puts us in a position now where you look at the traditional giant clubs around Europe. 
Bayern Munich are probably after going to go into rebuild phase because they've got the likes of Robin and you know Ribery and all them all coming to the, the end of their sort of time. Real Madrid are already sort of looking ropey, you know, yeah, under Loptegui or whatever his name was. It didn't go right for yeah. them. They got to Dan back and all that caper. Barcelona are talking about they're now looking to maybe sell Suarez, Coutinho and all that because mm. of their season's gone to rack and ruin since we beat them. And it, you look at all them sort of teams and you think, well, is there anywhere better at the moment where, you know, you, you, can, you can still improve as a player. You've got a platform to improve. You're the main man. And there'll be a couple of little, you know, sprinklings of, of maybe a couple of positions here and there that could kick us on and make us win the league. You've just been, you, you're the other team who's been in two Champions League finals in two years. Why, why would you be looking to You know to what? Go? I, I don't think it's just them, though. You know, I think there's going to be, a, and again, I, I might be well wise the market. I think there'll be a temptation if a bid comes in that's, that is around the 180 million mark of Klopp going, let's do it. He'd done it with Lewandowski when he was at Dortmund and Lewandowski was kind of like, Oman and Aaron and Klopp went go, you know. Mm. I, I just think the type of person me? that Salah seems like he, he is compared to Amane and and maybe even to a certain extent compared to Firmino, I think he'll even though it's all the things you've said are completely right and I don't think it makes sense to a player if it's just about. But I think status is a big thing to Salah and and you know, even the thing of being in the, you know, the Times one hundred most influential people. I think <laughs> going to a Real Madrid again for, to him is like that's taking me on another. Do you not? Gen- I, th- I think if he was South American, I think you might have a point. No, but, but I, I just think state. I, I don't know. I mean, I, I get the, the Real Madrid attraction, you know, and the Barca attraction and stuff to these sort of players because obviously they probably are the two sort of most well-known clubs and things. But he's achieved at times top one hundred status at Liverpool. Yeah, yeah. You know, he's he's one of the most recognisable players in football because of his time at Liverpool. It's he's like a European Cup winner. He's a European Cup winner because he's at Liverpool. It, I I don't get why. Going to Madrid, where uh, uh, and especially probably since he's got the warning sign of what happened to Coutinho, that he might go there and it just might not work out. <laughs> Look, I, I, I don't well with, with Salad if he hits the ground running again next season, if he scores 20 in his first 20 games, he's no, going to be off a balance. I, 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 yeah, I completely, yeah. I completely come, agree come with you. I just, I just think that he, he's one of them players who looks around thinking, I'm not sure I'm the main man here anymore. And if I do go to Real Madrid and I start off this renaissance. Then suddenly I'm taking myself to to a new look. Look, I, I think as a professional, I think all the things you've said are right, and I, I, I think he'd be mad to move on because he's, he's he's taking a big risk. But yeah, I, I know players have egos, think, don't they? Things. Yeah, I I think there's a I, I think there's a strong chance of it happening. I don't think it'll be the worst. That the, the reason I'm saying it, I don't actually think it'll be the worst thing in the world for us. But mm, I mean, I I wouldn't obviously. I don't want to see him go at all. But I, I, it's in my mind. It's more of a cross that bridge when it comes to it, and we'll see what his attitude is. If it's a massive bid and the club accepting it's out of his hands, but if he's if he goes down the Coutinho route and agitates, I'm very much of a Lance that Boyle sort of thing from the squad. If anyone wants to go, yeah. see you later. Yeah, yeah. We'll, we'll move on. And I we'll honestly deal think it'll be one of them. I, I, I don't think I don't think it'll be big movements away from Liverpool. I think it'll be one of them. <laughs> Look, the bid not might come in, it might not come in, and I think. Hughes aren't obviously any desperate need for the money, so why would it? But if well, that's if we're it. talking 180 it, it million all and that big does come in, it is all ifs and buts now. That is mm-hmm. hypothetical. What's not is David Origi scored the European <laughs> Cup final. <laughs> <laughs> he did. No, no, but he, 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 he might get a big bit for him with a Joel Matter persist, by the way. Yeah, true. So I thought Origi though he's he's going to leave Hughes as a legend. Mate, and the goals he scored, but all massively crucial goals. And do you know what? If you'd have won the league, the goal at Newcastle would have been the one to win you the league as well as mm-hmm. winner. Mm-hmm. Unbelievable mm-hmm. goals. Yeah, I, yeah. and I, 
fair play to him because you know what I mean. It, he's he hasn't sulked, has he? He hasn't sulked. He's had a tough time of it. Really, he was at one point. Into, I can't I can't remember the name of the player who in the derby who nailed him. No one's done it. Who was it? The, oh, uh, oh, Funes Mori. Funes Mori. Oh, yeah. Up until that point, really. he was flying at Eagle, and I thought he was gonna really going to make something of his career <laughs> at Liverpool. And then he, after that, he just never came back the same. Yeah. He went on loans that were really difficult for him. But And he hasn't sucked you know, since he's came back. Yeah. And we, we were thinking, when he came back from that loan, was it at Wolfsburg? Wolfsburg. And we were thinking, there's no chance he's got a part to play. Did he do well there? terrible. No, nah, no, nine no. goals or something, I think. And, um, but this season, every time... He's 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 been asked, you know, to come on and do a job. He's answered the call and he's he's proven it with big goals. Yeah, and arguably he is a big game player. He's Maybe quick, he likes them occasions. Yeah, he's he's quick. Very, very he is quick. Yeah, yeah. And you know, I'm made up for him, and I'd, I'd like to see him get another contract because I think he just offers us a different sort of element. He you looks know. very unorthodox. Like we used but to say, Nias was like that. Defenders can't don't know what Nias is going to do because Nias doesn't know. It really seems a little bit like that where it's unpredictable because he doesn't know. For me. You're saying there you'd like to see him get another contract. If if we if we can get players who are better than him to be the backup to our front three, I'd sell him in a oh, heartbeat. Uh, oh no, yeah, I d- no, I think there's a just to sort. Well, I'll qualify what I was saying. If we can get a better player in to be the backup for one of them front three, I agree, get them in. But I still think he's got a part to play. You you can't you can't go through it with one backup, can you? You know oh we, no. we've had storage no, and Origi, yeah. and storage hasn't hasn't done anything this season. We're gonna need probably another another one alongside Origi, <coughs> but I still think he's useful to have. You know, like around, he's still a young player as well. He is, yeah, is he twenty three? Only early twenties, yeah. On paper, isn't storage that player? On paper, on paper. No, storage is not on paper. No. No, he isn't. I'd say on paper, you'd compare Sturridge to Rigi, especially at the start of this season, you'd say, yes, yeah, Sturridge. At the start, maybe, if you can keep him fit, but we've seen him fit now this season, and every time he's come on, he hasn't done anything. Besides that Chelsea goal early on the season, he hasn't done anything to sort of like... You I think know, he had a couple of games where he, where he was he looked like... He scored he, a few, didn't he? Yeah, he, he looked like he could have been like what, what we wanted from him, because <coughs> he scored against PSG and that, didn't he? And, and, and I, I did think it thought, oh, we are. Klopp might have actually got through to him finally. And then next minute it was just the same, the same, the same as what we've always been used to from him. So, yeah, I agree. For at the start of the season, you probably say storage, mm. but now as it stands, not just because he's just scored in the European Cup final, based on performances what we've seen throughout the season, I'm taking a Rigi over him. But having said that, if there's players out there yeah, who willing to come to get us, better quality. Are, yeah, that's yeah. it. Because that's, that's, that's what we need to do now. We just need to strengthen the squad. And our first eleven is quality, and it's shown that it's quality all season. We Still small, though, you know. That's uh, what I mean. Yeah. We need to strengthen the squad. And I, I, that's why I'm, I, I'm tempted to... I, I, I'm not saying you're disagreeing with Terry, but I would side with Terry that he's a player you need to keep and get someone else. Yeah, I absolutely. don't think he's a player that let's let him go to replace yeah. him with someone else. Because yep, you look at City, that's the big... T- I don't yeah, know, look that, that's what I was saying, though. It's, it's, if, if it was a case of we had to get rid of him to bring someone in who's mm. better, then I would. I'd sell him mm. in a heartbeat. You always strive for better, don't you? Know what I mean? Yeah, that's what I mean. You've yeah. got, that's I what d- you've got to do every year. I don't think Origi's going to be the one to fund a, a someone who's no, you know, a backup for us. So I'd keep him. It'd be in my eyes, storage can go. Because whilst on paper he might have been the backup option originally at the start of the season, we've seen that the way he plays doesn't work with this team anymore. He doesn't fit in, does he? No. So he can go. And whereas Arigi, Ryan Brewster coming through as well. Yeah. Arigi's been the first backup for this season once we've realised storage isn't. Mm. Someone else will come in and take that position back, but he can, he's still a very useful third option, I think, and I'd, I'd keep him round. I suppose it's whether he's going to be happy with that. Yeah, isn't whether it? he's happy about it, yeah, maybe. You know, you can't get in the way of his career or whatever, but. 
But no, I mean, just to sort of wrap it up, it, it, it absolutely... I can't even describe how happy and made up I am for not just myself as a fan, but for that team, you know, and Klopp as well to get over that hurdle. I, I was made up for Jordan Henderson. We and well, Henderson, yet yeah, we haven't, and, and, and we should, because he, he played really well. He was the captain. He was the captain on the night, and he played really well. That video of him with his arm for that at the end. And the emotion uh, on yeah. his face Great. all the time. And you, see, you just see how much it means to him. And yet, as you say, that video of him with his arm fella just gets the, gets the throat going a little bit. Like, did that mm. have a tear in your eye there, Ian? No, I, mean, I, I put a tweet on our, our Twitter yesterday, signs off as me, and I said, look... Blue or red, I don't care. That's that's a great video because fans yeah, look the at these players it, yeah. like robots. We mm, don't see yeah, what they. Yeah. So if Henderson has a bad game, then it's easy for these three reds to come on. Not that they do and criticize him on a Monday, but they don't know the story. Mm. There's a story there. Yeah. He didn't let him see him, did he? Why well, he was no. sick? Yeah. So Henderson's had the pressure of trying to win the league and the Champions League, and his half fell sick. And then that moment on the pitch that was unbelievable. Yeah, Fair boss. Player. And, and and I think it epitomises. I think I'll, I will give Phil credit for this year. He's he said it all along, Annie about him. Not not like we've not that we've gone against him at all, but he's like sort of made sure he's got it in at every moment that he possibly can. That the um, how much it means to him and how, how hard he works and all that, which he does. And, and I'll take absolutely not away from. It. I was absolutely made up for, for Anderson there. Yeah, yeah, absolutely. I mean, it is. It, you know what. Uh, everyone used to say didn't he can you imagine him being a league winning captain or a Champions League winning captain but it doesn't feel like it's a weird thing no you know, it doesn't it, it feels right doesn't it yeah. and what I you know what I, what I one other thing I'll add what I quite like was that it came out since that Klopp didn't do the team talk before the game Henderson didn't do the team talk before the game but Milner did and Klopp gave it to Milner, the job, and said, it has to come from a native, someone who's got the language you can deliver it, you know, the passion it needs. But what I really like about that is, it allows, it shows that Klopp's comfortable enough, and, and you know, that he's not, he's, he's sure enough of his position that he doesn't feel that's a threat to his authority. Mm. And Henderson, as captain, is, is comfortable enough that he can basically say, Jimmy, deliver this speech. As well, he's got a, he's got a job and hands of playing starting the game, Annie. Yeah. Henderson, so so yeah. he can focus on that. So and Milner's the one who's apparently sort of right right, you know, and they've all mm. said that it was Milner who sort of gave this rousing speech before the game. And I think that shows that there's leaders throughout that team now, you know, and throughout that club. And that is vital if imagine, we're gonna kick on. Imagine you lost then Klopp came out and said, oh, wait, me give the speech it was Milner. <laughs> yeah, he's obviously he's obviously said something, but you know what I mean? You, you know what I mean? He's like, but he, he, There's he's always that one speech before you go out and yeah, all that, isn't there? So, isn't it? Someone who's yeah. got maybe Milner's, you know, he, he don't know exactly what's being said, but maybe he's come out and said, Listen, this is my last chance here or something, you know, and he's he's English, he understands what it means. We're playing another English side, he knows what it means to the fans and stuff, and he wants to get that across. And maybe Klopp just felt like I I couldn't, you know... His last game, maybe, Get the right pool? words. P- possibly. I Would don't you know. Give it, I, hope it, he, I, I hope not. I hope not. That's a factor in it, maybe. He's got one more year left. Oh, he's got one. But yeah. he's, he's linked away. The, the names that are being linked away mm. from the pool, he's, he's one of them. Yeah. Mm. And I, I hope not, because, you know, he's a very, very, very useful player, and he's a he's a, he's a massive leader yeah. for I this team. I don't think we could uh, move on ahead without talking about that parade. While, while I was doing my own tour of Spain... France then after length of England as well the the squad took about that amount of time to get round yeah. the amount of uh, fans that were out it was 750,000 I think Liverpool mayor office yeah. said, said that they estimated was on the streets of Liverpool and you know I, I think I, I we, we've seen it before with Istanbul and stuff but the message it sends for me is these players now realise you know like what, what it how means big. how big yeah, yeah because a lot of these players obviously are still relatively young and 
you know, there's a lot of foreign players in the Premier League and stuff, and <coughs> it's only in them occasions that I think they really grasp and appreciate. Yeah. They get told, you know, about this sort yeah. of thing, but it's only when you win something and you do that sort of play that they realise the weight of expectation and pressure and, you know, what it means to that many people. 750,000 people on the streets. Must have been 60,000, I think, in Madrid, was the estimate that I see in, in the Echo when we were travelling out. It tells you everything you need to know, you know, about what it, what it matters, what mat- how much it matters. Absolutely. So, yeah. fair play, and you know, the parade was great. <laughs> I missed it. I went back in time, but yeah, I was following it on my phone while while we were traveling along, like, but it, I, I was gutted and missed it. But I'd have rather been in Madrid to sh- to be there with the, all the fan park and all that and, yeah, and all yeah. that experience. Just to rub salt in my wounds, it took me like an extra hour and a half to get home down the M6 because of all <laughs> those fans coming into <laughs> the parade. So cheers for that. And, and your daughter went and watched it as well, didn't she? She didn't actually. No, she oh. went to a channel. No, she didn't. She, I've, I've got a video. I can just play it on there. Put it on our social media. You know I need to play this video and I'll play R- it in a second. Rumor has it Craig went to watch you. It, it was took a, me an hour and a half to get up the loft. <laughs> <laughs> no, there was a. Um, yeah, there was Arden. Were you that fella on that video that was doing the rounds on social media in the attic, were you? Have you seen that? Haven't you seen that? It's a lot of dogs. Is it? Oh, is it? <laughs> I'm, I'm going to play the video now. So this is, this is my wife. The, to be fair, just to put it into context, the, the day before. My wife took her to a Champions League party, yeah. which was in Formby. And all week she was saying, I don't want to go and watch the red team. I don't want to watch the red team. Because like, obviously she goes to match with me and that a lot of the time. And she kept on saying, Daddy, when, when are the blue team going to be in a final? She was saying, why, why are the red team having a party? And I'm going, oh, they're in a final. And she went, how are they in a final? I said, because they, they won a lot of games. She said, but uh, the blue team won a lot of games as well. <laughs> like towards the end of the season, we just said, yeah, but... We didn't quite win enough games. Went, well, when are we going to be in a final? Oh. Said so. This is this is the this is the worst. But I said next season we're going to be in a final. So Silver's neck is on the chopping oh. block next season if we're not in a final. But listen to this. This is this is the day after the Champions League final. Do you want to go <laughs> so she'd rather go to the town and get a sausage roll and see the parade, which is exactly what I wanted to hear. Yeah. <laughs> Ship off the old block. You know, poor, poor little girl, you know what I mean? Cares for on the blue side, but... Can't believe her dad promised her <laughs> a final next season. I know, I know. And, it, you you know, and when, 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 when you Thank end you up going mean. to that pre-season final and beating another team about 26-0 or something, I'll... Uh, I'll, I'll let her know that it was take it's not a real third one. round next season. Say it's a final. I was an, <laughs> I was an advocate of, of, of Silver this season. Yeah, I was. I was a massive supporter of Silver this year. But if we don't get it to a final next year, then it's going to switch. I'm losing my daughter's <laughs> allegiance. Long sound. I think that's the end of the the Champions League final review. <sighs> Evertonians, if, if you're still God. with us, we we, <laughs> <laughs> we did say we'd end the show on some blue talk. That there's that there's not a lot really. We have. Lost our assistant manager, Joe Pedro Sousa, will link with a number of assistants. We're not going to go into that until we do get a, a new assistant. Uh, Leighton Baines and Phil Jagielka, we're not sure yet if they're going to be retained. That that squad list is due to be released by Everton this week. Um, so probably next week's the best place to discuss that. But we did have some social media questions over the past few weeks, which have held back for for this one. Craig Judgeal, I'm going to ask most of them to you, really. There's about four of them, but there was one that was addressed to me. Um, so I'll try and tackle Quite that one years, well yeah I've just picked the one this place. so Calvert-Lewin is the best threat that we have better than Bernard and Richarlison he is the one who rocks teams why does Millsy want to replace him and that was from Craig across the park and I'm looking at you Craig and I'm wondering have you set me <laughs> no, up here no, no. have you got a good comeback for me it, it, no it wasn't me but I would half agree that he's 
the best option to bring other players into the. I think he's our most. He's he's our best option to bring other players into the game. Obviously, yeah. I, I mean, as a striker, I've I've got. I'll, I'll let you finish the qu- the with your answer yeah. Nelson, because that's that's <coughs> what he wants it more than anything else. But I think the word he uses is he his, rocks teams threat. Mm. I just don't think he's a threat. I mean, he's a threat of he's a threat of defenders. But my threat of what though? Because a threat for me when I th- hear the word threat, I think goal scoring threat. Yeah. But he's not a th- and and no, he's, listen, he's more of a threat than Bernard's because I've been uh, critical openly of, of how Bernard doesn't score or create enough goals. But you can't say that with Allison. I think no. if you look at even if you boil it down to the stats, I think his his ratio of shots on goal compared to goals is is pretty high as well. He doesn't. He doesn't shoot from everywhere, which Allison generally, if he gets a chance, he, he normally takes it. I think yeah. that can't be said about Calvert Lewin a lot I, of the time. I think he's a bigger threat in the <laughs> fact that he'll give defenders a, a rougher time. Yeah, that's than it. What Richarlison will. We, we, we know about Richarlison as if you <coughs> give him a kick, his head will go and he'll mm. sulk. And and he's he's been we've we've criticised him for that. I think the thing with Calvert Lewin is he's a grafter. I mean the word the word there he used all the, the phrase so he's the one who rocks teams now I think he gives them a, a lot to do I think defenders have a lot to do with Calvert Lewin because you know he's a workhorse and for for ninety minutes he, he will stretch you and he'll go in areas where he's not a threat to, to me he's he's not our best threat I'll I'll stick by I think Richarlison and Bernard are better players and I'll also stick by that I'd like to see us get a number nine in but I've also said over the course of the season there's games that he's suited to. If we have Arsenal at home Big games. in April, mm. I'd rather Calvert-Lewin run them ragged yeah. and win it 1-0 than mm. play Lukaku and well, lose it 2-1. I definitely mm. think against the the, best, but, uh, the big five or six this season, he has been one of our better players yeah. and he has he has uh, ruffled some feathers yeah. in, in big games. I'm not, I'm not going to move away from it. I do think that we can have a a, a better number nine than ever next yeah, season. Of course. I'll, I'll, I'll stick I'll, with I'll that. We'll strive. <laughs> For that, would start for a centre forward like Lukaku, who'll, who'll score twenty five goals, who, yeah. who can be anonymous in games. No, the I'd, I'd score I'd, two or yeah. three. I think you'll find very few Blues who, who, personally, I think would disagree with that. That look, we, we're a fan of him, and we're and we're, we've now this season seen what he can offer. I think that's the difference between where we are now compared to this time last season. We're thinking he's not even good enough for the Premier League. And I now can see the value of him. But if you think about what teams done to Firmino this season, so thinking actually, we know to play him. It'd be easy to do that to, to so Calvin Lewin. Yeah. Let, let's let let's let him run that channel in. What's mm. what's he gonna do from there? So look, it, it might be it might be a breakthrough season for him where actually he gets better next season. And his age suggests that he could. He's in the squad for the under twenty ones in the summer for England. You'll see him against mm. top young players there. If he, if he stands out there again and and, it, and he weighs him with goals, then. It might it might give Silver and Brand something else to think about, but I'm, I'm still in the camp of believing that he, we are we still need a, an expe- not maybe an experience, but <coughs> a player who's going to be a bit more ruthless in front of goal. That's all I think that he needs to be be ruthless in front of goal. And but unfortunately, do you think he's a threat? Him, do you think he's a threat? Yeah, I do. I he, think he's, he's a threat for different reasons. reasons yeah, I think, but unfortunately for him, his his position is to score <laughs> goals. And mm. he doesn't score enough of them. And See, and I, I think I think he makes other teams and our other players and our team a threat. Yeah, well, yeah, that's but and that's, that's why I said threat. that's a, yeah. that is a threat, isn't it? Because he does, mm. he brings them players in, especially. But, but that, in the that's why games. I'm saying then it might not be the case because it might <coughs> be that he kicks on next season. But they they went on about how much teams worked Firmino out that he used yeah. to make this move mm-hmm. away from goal, bring a player with him, 
and then that makes sure the player gives the players yeah. more space and players stop going with them. Now it could be that they do exactly the same with Calvert Lewin. Now listen, don't go with him because all he's going to do is flick it on for someone yeah. else. Don't go mark him. And ima- imagine now that ball's going up to Calvert Lewin. He's peeling off to try and flick one on, and the centre back just drops ten yards off him. Mm. He's going to start looking like a bit of a fool, isn't he? Mm. But it might be that he adapts his game and he goes again. So we can only, only time will tell. But it's a big gamble, yeah, isn't it, to go with well, Amin? Statistically, as a like number nine, like a four, like the front man, I think he's done better in that position than what Richarlison has done. Although Richarlison scored goals, I think we, he's contributed more yeah, in that position than for, okay. for, for, for others. <coughs> well, uh, Jacob from the website's got two questions. I'm going to give one to Craig and one to Judgy. Craig, you get the first one. Name one player that you'd regret Everton selling. Ever? Yeah, well, as a fan, yeah. <sighs> not like Dixie Dean or not. I mean, it's it's this, what's the one that you look back on your lifetime and go, oh, I wish we never sold him? I've got yeah, Peter Beasley in my head because <laughs> I remember being gutted when he left, but I was six, seven years old. So who would I say? Oh God, you should have prepped me on this one. <laughs> <laughs> um, the other ones just as hard. Obviously, there's players who it was their choice to leave or, or like we've, I don't we've know, allowed I, I, them I'm, to go. I'm taking it like, is, is there someone you look back and go, oh, Obviously, God, the like Rooney it. one going to Man United <coughs> because I thought he could have given us a few more years, but then on the back of that, we finished fourth that and, season. And, and the other thing is that I think that's a difficult one because a lot of the times when we've sold our better players, we've either been under pressure to sell them for financial reasons or that player's kind of pushed so much to leave, haven't they? But I'd say, I'd say in recent times then, based on how well we play, even though we finished seventh, that season, how well we were playing, you could see us going forward. Probably Lukaku leaving, mm. ba- based on 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 that fact, because look, then we never replaced them. Still and instead, we replaced them with six or seven number tens, mm. and it, it just we t- we tried to to go for something that we weren't capable of 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 doing, and uh, we lost the twenty five goals. That Final answer, uh, I'd say Beardsley, Rooney, and Lukaku. <laughs> <laughs> Brilliant, George. Moving on to Jacob's second question. He says, name one player that you regret Everton buying. Oh, God, where do you start Yeah, Caldrop. I think Caldrop would be an easy one because I know, I know, but the longevity wasn't no, there, know, really, yeah. was it? What about no, Kukul no, Martina? You know what? I, 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 almost <laughs> the same answer he just gave before, Wayne Rooney. I regret us getting back and, and almost destroying his legacy. To a certain, yeah. Not his legacy, because he, he didn't play for us as long as we wanted to, but... I think it was a sign, and for a number of reasons, that it killed Cumin because he had to try and shoe on him. He? he had to shoe on him into a team that he, you know it wasn't right. I think. I think the biggest thing for me is that if we wouldn't have bought Rooney, <coughs> we'd have probably went and broke the bank and bought a, a top centre forward. We'd have had to, and and that's how the boards and Ken Wright justifies. He got his striking out. There he is, Rooney, and and with all due respect, he, he wasn't that player that, that we needed. So. Because it's very recent and it still, it still resonates now, and we're still suffering for it. For me, it's, it's Wayne Rooney. They're, they're good questions, then, because we could yeah. actually have a good out. We could actually we could, have yeah. longer than the Yeah, we could probably match their Champions League. Or based on them two on questions. No, well done. I love them questions. So, yeah. okay, well, hopefully, we'll be able to answer them a little bit more in depth. In a, in a Another question here from um, this is on this is on Instagram. Someone calls Steve on Instagram. Now he's talking about two of our. Our lone, or three of our lonely players, if you will. This is the last question. So, first question to both of you. Now Sheffield United are in the Premiership. 
would you be loaning Kieran Dow to them to play Premiership football next yes, season? Yes, 100%. Yeah, if, 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 they, if they want him. If they and he's going to play every week. Mm. Yeah, but Then they might see a step up in playing now that they're in the Premier League. There's a lot mm. of money in the Premier League and you've seen it with the likes of Bournemouth who, who've come up with a 10,000 seater stadium. They can go out and spend 15, 20 million on, on footballers and they don't have to go in the loan market. I think the flip side of that question is would you not want a part of Everton squad next season? Personally, I'd like to think that it, Dow would have been playing a role this season had he not been on loan where he was a squad player coming into the into the team when we needed him. Silver didn't deem him to be good enough this season. We need to kick on again next season. So uh, if we're suddenly thinking that Dow is the backup we want, when he hasn't, with all due respect, he, you know, he's still been inconsistent for Forrest last season. I, I don't think he's, he's, he's quite ready yet. I think it's... I no. think pre-season will probably tell it, you the lot. Yeah, but he always has a decent he pre-season, does always, doesn't he? Yeah. Because that's, with all due respect, his level generally the teams are playing against. He's, he's, you know, he's still a young, young lad, and he, and he's technically, sh- you know, a decent player. I don't think pre-season ever is a real. No, that's not, is it? No. Indicated, is it? Mm. Okay. Well, saying here, would you loan Tom Davies out next season, and if so? Would you bring Mohamed Bezic to be part of Everton squad? Um, I wouldn't loan Bezic. No, I wouldn't loan Davis out, and I wouldn't bring Bezic back in. I've never been a fan of Bezic. I, I remember when he first signed for Everton, that there was weirdly around me. There was calls from to get into yeah, the team. Yeah, runs around, doesn't he? And I was him? like, based on what? You've never no. seen this lad play. And then no, the first, the first call he got against Chelsea, Bacchielta, Bacchielta, yeah. and <laughs> that's the plays I've been calling yeah, on. I now yeah. I don't even think since then he's. He's never really pushed on in an Everton shirt. How many games do you think he's played for Everton? Probably 60, Le- 70? Less, th- less, than, less than 70, yeah. Is I was going to say, probably just more than 50, less than 70. Yeah. And, and I don't think I've really seen Not him. even that, you know. I'd be surprised it was I that I don't many. even think I've seen him play well, a The, the, f- the first point of that really. question was, was if you loan Tom Davies out. So if we do, opposed to going to buy someone just to stay for the year, w- Depends who would that change your answer? I think they're in totally different positions as well. I think T- Davis is better <coughs> when he's he's more forward, whereas Bezic's position's... He's like a kicker, isn't yeah. he? He plays centre-back for yeah. his country, so yeah, he's, like he's, he's definitely a more of a defensive midfielder. Albeit, he's played a bit more advanced for Middlesbrough, but you know, under Tony Pulis, I think anyone... Anyone who puts his shares on is a defensive player by by mm-hmm. mindset and, and and just has to do the all round job. Uh, look, I, I said to you, Mills, he probably earlier in the week that out of the list of people that we were looking to get rid of or potentially out on loan, if we could bring in seven players that were going to be good enough to be competing for that starting eleven, personally, I think Tom Davis needs a full season of playing for someone, and I don't think he's going to get that with us next season. Like he's still very very, he's, he's very very young still, Davis. He's a lot younger than Dal. So, for me personally, if he's not going to be playing more than 20 games for us next season, he's got to go. For me, he's got to go on loan. I'm, I'm, I'm top half sh- of the championship. I'm not, sh- I'm not sure a loan move <coughs> will do Tom Davis the world of good. I do. Confidence, I do. I, I, it's unless, not a confidence for Davis. Un- unless he goes abroad. I don't think it's a confidence thing for Davis. It's, it's, it's actually him discovering what type of player he is and where he plays. He's still not in his best position. And the only way you discover that as a kid is playing a, a lot of games and, and, well, and really working out where your strengths are. He has played a lot of games for Everton, hasn't but he? But he's, con- he's probably oh. played hundred and odd games for Everton. I don't think it's that many. He's play- yeah, I, I think, think he close. has, you know. It'd be close to that. He's co- yeah. He played close to that. But again, what we're forgetting, and what we're, well, I say we're forgetting 
at this particular time, but we've made the point a number of times before. He plays under five different managers or, or something like that, and 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 he's very rarely That's had his fault, is it? Good, no, Se- no seven, seventy-five. He's played. It's not, but at this that m- league. No, he just has a total appearance of seventy-five. But and at, four this goals. Mo- at this moment in time, what he needs <coughs> is 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 a, a degree of stability, and I don't think Silver really <coughs> knows still. And and, he, and and look, I spoke up before about my personal pressure on Silver next year to get to the <laughs> final. But with you know, with all due respect, there's going to be pressure on him anyway, an expectation for us to kick on again. Yeah. And the only way he kicks on next season is for either us to be very close to breaking into the top six or for us to get to a cup final and win something. So is Tom Davis going to get as close to that? I don't think so. So where would you so. in an ideal world? But I don't think you, you had a choice to loan him somewhere. Would it be like a Kieran Dow, like to a top end championship team, or would you be hoping someone like Stephen Gerrard to take him out of Rangers? I'd, I'd, I'd like I'd like him to I'd like to see him play in a in a in a side that has expectation and and we're in the upper ends of a league. Like, you know that that'd be great. That'd be an ideal for someone like a Celtic or a Rangers. Mm. But I'm not sure that would work for Tom Davis. However, a Premiership side. Would would be would be ideal for me, I and I think there'd be enough Premiership sides who take him. I don't think a Championship side do him any good. Dropping down the division, I think it knock him completely. I think if he is going to go on loan, I think it's after maybe a Germany somewhere like a, a decent side. That you know what he he'd fit in in most countries because he's good enough. He, he is good, good enough. Isn't he? Yeah. he is good enough. Well, the last no, question there from from Steve. We've all answered this many times. Um, I answered it last week on Radio City. Vlasic, Nikola Vlasic, Steve saying. Not, not should we, but but you know why do, why aren't we putting him part of our squad next season? I I don't think it, I don't think it's that Silver or Silver walked in didn't he apparently, <coughs> and was like no you're not for me. He was one of the five who were cast aside, wasn't yeah. he? Five were training alone last. And, and I think it, I think it was attitude based that that he was sulking mm-hmm. and he's like I've had enough of this place and would you blame him? You know he he, co- he come in from a team where he was the main man in in his home country, he, he's brought across for 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 bit in that country was relatively big money. He was expecting to come and play games, and he and he pretty much got <coughs> bombed almost immediately after he had a couple of appearances. Another manager's come in. Apparently, he hasn't been, he hasn't got many friends and stuff amongst mm. the playing squad. You can't you can't blame him in a certain sense for for not sulking. See, I see him in the same category as Besic. I, I remember like fans calling for him. All <coughs> he looked like to me was just a busy busy player who who can. Occasionally take someone on. He didn't really create enough for no, me. He started like quite well. He scored at home to Limassol, didn't he? And but he was in a, in a side that wasn't performing. Yeah, well, yeah. And it, you you sort of you were thriving and and striving for a player who, who could like maybe create something. And yeah. I don't think he barely did give you that end product. He has he has a lot of. I think he's got a lot of the Leon Osman about him of being something someone that could create something and, and whatever. But he. Again, I'm just struggling to see the way that we played at our best this year, which was fast, physical, you know, really in your face. I just don't see where he fits in in that type of mode of play. Where would you play him? You know, what position he, would you play him? He'd have to back up to a Sigurdsson and Bernard, wouldn't he? I know. He'd be back up. Look, he's nowhere near. And from what I've seen, he's nowhere near Bernard. Um, and he's nowhere he's near just different. He's different to Sigurdsson. Luchman, Luchman for me, there's a lot of players there that are, that are almost, why, why are they still there or what are they offering? Um, Vlasic for me, I just don't think he's got the desire to be at Everton. It's the big factor. I think it'd be nice to see what, what he's got to offer. I think he'd be a player who, at his age, should be happy 
or satisfied to be a squad player because he, he's offered no more than that at Everton. He should be someone who's chomping at the bit thinking, I want to show you in pre-season, I want to show you at the start of the season that I'm good enough, but I don't think he's got the desire to do that. Where is he now? He's at CSK Moscow. CSK Moscow. We signed from Hatchuk Split. What I don't want though is another Luckman situation where Silver comes out and says, we want to keep him, we get excited, and he just wants out, and then all season you get nothing from him. No, and that... And that, yeah, but that but, sorry, sorry to jump in there. As Luckman... He hasn't looked like he's wanted out, or he hasn't had his season. Last, there, last summer, or yeah. he just wanted out. He didn't even play pre-season. He's, I think he, sco- he scored in the first pre-season game when we played those that, played that, that, that 22-0 yeah. game. And then he didn't feature again all, all pre-season until the I final mean, game. Yeah. That we had the Valencia game, wasn't it? The yeah, final yeah. pre-season game. Of this, of Come the, on and got a rouse from reception. Didn't and even, done nothing. And just yeah. walked around sulking. And, and then the window shut and Silva came out and said, hopefully the window's shutting now. We'll get him back with us because we've been adamant he's, he's not going. He's thought eventually he would go. And it took him till what about was it October November when he started making an impact. He was coming on and he, he had a bit of an impact, and then we were calling out for him to, to start. Well, he, he, he started four there. games he started in January. Playing. He started playing when <coughs> when we were completely out of form, didn't he? Yeah. When we lost our form. January, he yeah. started four games on the bounce, yeah. and that's if you're an impact player, which he is, and you're a match winner, which we hope he is, and he comes in in January when we're playing Southampton, Huddersfield, and Millwall, He's and he does nothing. He just stayed in the exactly. Team. But no, and and I think that that says a lot to us about his temperament to Silva. Mm. Um, and look, there's a lot of players who are in that kind of boat, and and unfortunately, I'd, I'd like to know a bit more about <coughs> what what's underneath the the hood, if you like, and have they got the, the steel and the metal, and, and we're looking Ca- around. The characters, you mean? Yeah, yeah, that's it. And, and I don't think a lot. I think a lot of those players we just mentioned there. There's questions over have they got the, the the big game mentality and have they got the mentality to 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 be involved in the you know in in what we're hoping to go into, which mm. is if we're gonna look if we're gonna start breaking into the top six, which means taking on the likes of Man United, you can't carry people like Luchman, Vlasic, Dal, mm. you just can't. United never suffered it, and none of the t- sides who've stuck around in that top six have suffered for players like that. They just mm. they just they move them on. Vlasic also dug. Um, Jagielka out, didn't he? Remember last season, he said yeah. Jagielka sits at the ground when eating full Englishes every day. Yeah. And that was when he was still at us before he'd left on loan. Yeah. And you're like, oh, players only do that when, when they're agitating. When, when they know. Yeah. When they know they've got no intention of coming back. <laughs> anyway, so that, that's the um, the end of the social media Everton section. Just reading the quick interview there with Ronald Koeman in the Liverpool Echo. The Echo went over as part of the English press. And he touched upon getting sacked by Everton. He says it was too soon. Um, and he also said a funny, funny one there. He, he says there that his job now with the national team is perfect. He works two days a week and then plays golf. That that sums him up. From what, from what I heard, the stories from from Finch Farm. He's a proper Dutchman, isn't he? <laughs> <Come> in, <laughs> how, how much did you pay him off as well? Oh, big. But there was a transfer wins. I'm not too sure whether it was the August one or the January one where he's in Portugal. He was playing golf on deadline day, and you're like, we're armed with this this war chest. Finally, you know. We've got expectations to go and sign players, and you're working on your shorthand. Well, but right in thinking, he was he was away somewhere when he's actually confirmed him as manager. Yeah, he, was he didn't get presented yeah. at the club. Oh yeah, did yeah, he, he had the, the Everton shirt and like the Dominican. Someone yes. just gave him a shirt, just hold <laughs> the pool, bottle of Corona behind him. <laughs> Brilliant, class. Anyway, that made me laugh. That's the end of the show. That was Liverpool heavy this week, but it was always going to be Liverpool. The champions of Europe. Gary, Gary likes me saying that. Say it again, Mills. Champions of Europe. <laughs> Thanks I feel for like we should sign <laughs> off with that. <laughs> Thanks for listening, guys. Back next Monday.